Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Play Choices podcast, the podcast you hear. I'm your host, V. Hi, I'm the co-host, Lucas. So, as you may be able to tell from the title of the podcast, we're going to be spending this episode discussing Blades of Light and Shadow, aka the longest fucking title I've ever encountered in the Choices app. Um, So, Lucas, just so you know, the fandom typically calls this book either just Blades or they spell it out as, like, the acronym. So it's like BOLAS or something for the full acronym. So I will never, you will never hear me say Blaze of Light and Shadow Book One on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This is the longest fucking title. Oh, absolutely. So we're just going to call it Blades from now on. I like that. I like that. Yep. Right. So we're going to spend this episode discussing Blades Book One, Chapters One through Two. So this episode is not spoiler safe. So if you want to avoid spoilers for Blades uh, Book One, Chapters One through Two, please go read those chapters first. We'll be here for you to come back and listen. I've tweeted about this. I really did. Why does chapter says 12 minutes and the actual playtime is like an hour? It is so long. So long. There's so many like finite like plot details mm-hmm. that you have to like hone in on. Yeah. There's a lot of shit going on. All the time. <laughs> Don't you always feel like the beginning of any fantasy series is like the most boring shit ever? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because it's too much. It's so much because like they give you like a little bit of everything but the everything is already too much like it would be different if it Mm -hmm. was more focused on like one major you know route and then when you get there it's kind of like oh look at all these other roads you could take no bitch no mm -mm. it's so much and these diamond scenes long as hell they is long so long and it's like at the end of the day like i don't have anything against malernia trust me trust and believe i don't have anything against them but, like, I'm only here for the artifact and the XP. Those are the two things I came that's to the it. scene for. That's it. I don't need to learn all your childhood trauma. Like, that's not what I'm here yeah, for. Yeah, I don't, I don't, mm-mm, mm-mm. Definitely, oh, it's girl, I said, bitch, if you don't go cry me a river. I said, oh Jesus. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. Because they just write her literally like any other major female like ally in any fucking fantasy story book anime like this girl who's like i don't want to be weak i don't i'm tired of it i'm so tired (laughs) here we go two minutes into the podcast lucas is already out here (laughs) no don't get it was already out here flaming a side character uh, yeah it's just like I understand and I get it, but like the diamond scene, and we'll get to it. But she was like, "I'm not mm-hmm. as powerful with without my bracelet." I said, "Bitch, let's go get this bracelet." I said, "Come on, because yeah." You're I not said, about "No, that. you Mm-mm. clearly need it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then there was one moment where they like make it known because like this is the first book that I've played that something is constantly coming down, like telling you like this happened because you did something or like something mm-hmm. or another. And like it literally popped down and said, she did that because of her bracelet. And I said, good, well, good, good. Like I'm you glad. Said, well, I'm glad that it was worth the twelve diamonds I spent. Then thank you very much right, for performing right. that for me. Yeah, no, I get it. And then I was also telling you like before the recording started that like this fucking second chapter was so long. By the time the bash was dying, I was like, just die. I can just Google all everything you're trying. I can just Google it after. Right, right. It re- yeah. Like, sir, you breathing a little bit too many last breaths. That's what know? I'm saying. He was like, I won't last long. You sure about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> this man had a good six minutes left to him. <laughs> I was like, you sure about that? Lord. Yeah. No, that that second chapter was long for various reasons. <laughs> so as a genre, are you like a fantasy lover? Is this like up your alley? Oh, yeah. I love this. This gives me like. Hmm. It gives me like Skyrim mixed with like um, mm-hmm. you know. No, I fucking knew you were gonna say Skyrim. I knew yeah. it was gonna come up yeah, with yeah. in the first like <laughs> ten minutes of the conversation. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, very much so. It gives me like Skyrim. Yeah, like absolutely, You know, like absolutely. Because mm-hmm. it's like it's weird because like when you play fantasy games, like the plot can intrigue you, yes. But like I feel like every time I play a fantasy game, I said I just gotta get more powerful. 
I can't let any bitch. Like, That's really how I felt because let me yeah. tell you, I was using the walkthrough when I was playing through because I'm normally not a person who's like has to play for completion or something like that. But the moment you put an XP bar on top of my mm-hmm. screen, That's it's it. done. I'm it's like, done. I have got to look up the walkthrough because there's no done. way I'm gonna be out here looking like a weak bitch. A weak bitch. You hear me? Like not next oh. to a high priestess and some famous adventurer. Uh-uh. No, I will not be. Not no high priestess, a low priestess. Please. Oh, please. you know what? You were, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You are correct. You are. That's the thing. She introduced herself as a priestess of the light, and then later on in the chapter, she was like, "I'm not even a priestess." I said, yes. so she just lied to strangers. You just lying to strangers. Lying. Just lying. But I oh, do Nia. like that. I like the animation. I like the world. Oh, the CGs that they have are created. amazing. Yeah, the they're CGs good. Are I like it. Incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I was really enjoying the art, and that's why I think it's like it's very clear. Like these two are going to be allies. Like I see it. I see. It oh in yeah, the absolutely. But as I said, do I even care? Not really. No, me either. Truly, not at all. No, not one damn. No. Because like ally is such a hard. Uh, it, uh there's too much going on okay baby yeah. i just need a nut and some experience that's it like that's <laughs> it because we over here we gotta find three different shards and three different locations again we're kind of jumping the gun we're gonna get into it mm-hmm. but it's just so much and not only that you gotta convince half the other people you gotta find a lost elf colony i don't got time to be worried about your feelings right and everyone's like no it's a myth it's a legend and we're like uh-uh bitch We've seen it for our, ourselves. We've seen it with our own eyes. And the only reason why we're doing this is to try to get back one of our last family members. Oh, no. Mm. Death not. We got to. Uh-uh, come on. Let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. As far as I'm concerned, you know, he's adopted. Case adopted. Do I really need him? You, I mean. Mm. We had a good run. <laughs> I'll be honest, I already went ahead and posted a tweet saying that Mal talks too much, and already I have people, like, picketing me, so I'm prepared to get canceled on this hate train. I it's, I like the plot of Blades. I do. I enjoy it. It I does remind it. me of some of my favorite, like, fantasy stuff, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the same thing with Lucas. Um, I also enjoy Skyrim. You know, that was my shit. Uh, I did recently finish watching Shadow and Bone. That was mm-hmm. really good. Yeah. Um... And, and you know i do like fantasy it's not my top genre it's not my top but it's up there but like to me it's one of those things where it's like anybody could die and like it would just make sense to the plot you know what i mean yes because okay so i'm really obsessed with like this uh series called the red queen which is just it's amazing but like it ha- it's like a fantasy ya novel but in the in the book there's a lot of times where she's like wow like this person died, but I do not have time to cry. Like, we mm-hmm. have to go. Yeah, because the people die in the middle of battle. That's the same thing that happened with Cade. Cade got trapped yes. and Rain didn't even get a fucking second yes. to breathe he just after had to that keep shit. going. But yeah. Mal, he do talk too much, because I'm like... He do, how, he do. How are you a loner and a rogue, but you got the most to say? Like, come because on. Because he's lonely. Like... <laughs> the people the people who are like, I, I've learned not to have a home. I've learned that I can't have a home, because that's too much drama. The people who are like, I only care about money. Those are the loneliest people, bro. I already see there's a lot of therapy appointments in the future. Because <laughs> <I'm not> <laughs> this man clearly, like, there's a scene in, like, one of the last diamond scenes you get with him is, like, you can tell him that he needs like companionship mm-hmm. and i'm like the mc read him so fast so fucking fast. mc gathered him up absolutely so quickly. and that's why i fucks with rain because rain is like just rain with it like so far rain has not been problematic rain's been like no no no, we gotta go we gotta do this we have a mission like right. let's go to a certain degree, Rain's relatable, right? Because yes. Rain's just like looking for adventure, bored yes. of the town that they grew up in, and is like ready to go, which like I know you and me can relate to mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kinda fuck with Rain. I kinda fuck with Rain. Do you want to just go ahead and jump into it? Let's do we... it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's just start with chapter one. The chapter is titled The Adventure Begins. And yes, when we talk about Rain, we were talking about the default MC. That's their that's their name. Um, and I think in this book you can be either gender and you can be multiple races. So I just want to know what race did you pick? I had to pick an elf. I just had to. I there picked an elf too. Bitch, Which I knew one? you did. 
Okay, listen. I was fu- I was fucking with the blue skin. Go. The blue skin. <gasps> I was really yeah. Like I really was. Like I was really right. I was gonna do the dark skin, but I was like, mm, I don't know. I was like, mm, the blue. It's the hair. It was like the ombre, mm-hmm. like the darker color that mm-hmm. went to the. I was like, I like this. I like this look. I will say, like that. I did play blades like when it first released i promise you i don't i only remember that Cade got stuck in the in the shard that's the only thing that i recall from that entire playthrough which i only did probably up to chapter four but i remember when i first played i was like no i want to play as a human and it always felt like a cop-out choice i'll be 100 honest with you i was like i think i kind of fucked up playing as a human so i went ahead and picked the elf this time because i was like if we're gonna do fantasy we're gonna do fantasy bitch we're gonna do fantasy. right we're gonna we're, we're gonna, gonna dive elf. in absolutely and every single time i've ever played like an elder Scrolls game and i have the option to pick my race i've always been an elf yeah same but i usually pick the golden elf because they always have golden blue and then like black mm-hmm. i think eyes. it's because like the depiction of elves are always like so intelligent but very like manipulative and like i yes. i would They're like always to be the bad that guys yes They're yes always bad guys <laughs> like, absolutely and i love that yeah like in skyrim like everyone hates the fucking elves and like if they see you and in skyrim we're we're going a lot of different places i'm drinking so there's a lot of things going on in my head so just know that as you're listening to the podcast if i start to kind of go sideways or on a tangent that's why but like in skyrim when you ran into that like group of four to five like high high priestess elves or whatever oh my god and if you even shoulder check those bitches it was on site they were so aggressive in that game when i tell you they would ice spike you to a fucking tree and i'd be like god damn <laughs> come mm-hmm. on and i remember the only way they were nice with you is if you were also like a gold elf but everyone in skyrim fucking hated you if you were a gold elf and then like the thalmar one of like the biggest groups is that the wooden one they're the ones that like that secret organization that was going against the dragonborn you had like to storm uh, the castle yeah. half of them was elves they was all yeah. elves like yeah. man i miss skyrim mm-hmm. i do this is making me miss skyrim but i really just i can't pick up that controller again because that game took so many years off it's my all life. it's all consuming like the moment you my start life you're done went down like <laughs> at least like four years playing that game i guarantee it yeah no literally same. i guarantee it because oh my god and the story let me just move on <laughs> we digress we move- digress <laughs> let me just move on so let's return back to chapter one of blades so uh, yes we are going to be talking about the mc their name is going to be rain it's like gender of choice race of choice and when i say race i mean like fucking species like human orc elves you get all of them so the summary of chapter one says create your character and rally your party in this truly epic adventure the forces of darkness are rising will you be the light that defeats them the genres are fantasy, RPG, and dungeons, which honestly, this is the best that it's been. I'm proud. I'm proud that they're able to do that because, like, that that yeah. was good. It wasn't like, I don't know, like, what what would be a dumb fucking genre for them to say? I don't know. I can even think elves. of them. That's how I elves, <laughs> orcs, n- n- non-human, <laughs> lore, <laughs> blades, right, right, darkness light like literally just taking the <laughs> word from the title <laughs> yeah. i don't even know like maybe uh, well i was gonna say like advent because you know how normally like for the nanny affair they put like ceo and for like open heart they put doctors so i was trying to right, think of like an right. occupation so i was like i was about to be like oh adventurer but like honestly that's still pretty like if you just take the er out and it's just adventure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that still be a pretty good genre it, it would be it's very broad like what adventure it's good. Let me tell you, they did, they did a good job, but it was easy. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. Okay, before we get on with the rest of the chapter, let me interrupt with some plugs. So you can leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash message. It could show up in a future episode. You can also directly support this podcast at anchor.fm slash play dash choices dash podcast slash support. If we haven't convinced you yet, listen to this amazing, amazing commercial that Lucas and I put together for you. In it takes me hours. <laughs> it takes me. No, keep singing. It takes me hours. 
to record. No, keep doing it. It takes me hours to record and edit this podcast. And with your donation of $1 a month could save V from smashing her fucking head into a wall. Thank you so much. And back to our episode. Here's can I also go on a mini rant about genres not even necessarily Absolutely. related to blades. So someone brought this up and it truly just hit me so hard in the fucking face when they said it. I can't remember if it was said during while well, I was on Twitch. <laughs> Every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific time, we play Romance Club on Twitch, twitch.tv slash play choices podcast. Okay. So I can't remember if it was on Twitch or Twitter I, and at play choices pod on Twitter. But on one of the two platforms, someone mentioned, oh, no, 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 it was, it was Twitch. It was Choices Oof. Ari, love her. She's great. Always excited when she pops my notification, she pops and um, push chat. But Ari mentioned that, like, the genres and choices are very, very annoying. Their genres never actually tie back to the search function in the menu. Like, okay, let me, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven genres. Exciting adventures, romantic comedy, romantic drama, horror, sci-fi and fantasy, suspenseful mysteries, young adult, steamy stories, vacation of a lifetime, tying the knot, heartwarming holidays. Not necessarily bad genres, but why is it that like you never mention these genres whenever we click on chapter one and it says genres in the bottom? Yeah, why Y'all is just that? arbitrarily put in like Tumblr tags or hashtags Absolutely. on a story and it doesn't even tie back to the search function. I'm okay. I'm going to click vacation of a lifetime, right? And then let's just do, mm-hmm. let's do foreign affairs. How is foreign affairs vacation of a lifetime? Oh. What? <laughs> that has nothing to do with the fucking plot. <laughs> Our MC said, I do not want to go to this college. What? <laughs> Case case in point. Case in point. <laughs> okay, I want to click on... Hmm, what should I click on? Young adult. <laughs> Foreign affairs also under young adult, even though our bitch is supposed to be a grad student. <laughs> a young adult is like 18 through like 22, 20, right? Right, like 22 18 to 22, max, we give a grace period. Max, 22, yeah. you've just finished. I mean, I guess maybe they... A real slippery slope on that one, Choices. A real slippery slope on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Steamy stories, let's see. Uh-huh. I mean... Uh, now I know this is a damn lie. Laws of attraction, bitch. Laws of stop, <laughs> stop. How did you know? How did you know? That's a... <laughs> steamy, bitch. My shower is cold. My shower Ooh. is ice cold. Ain't nothing steamy. The water pressure in the shower is bad. Wow, wow. They reaching. Okay, they really reaching. <sighs> Interesting. Is open heart steamy? Okay, I got to close this app because I just can't do this to myself. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, let's get back to chapter one. So the chapter begins with a flashback showing an elven king named Zayas who is overlooking a battlefield. Um, Can I also just say, like we said, like the first two chapters of fantasy, the first two episodes are Two, 20 minutes or something, whatever media you're consuming fantasy over, are the most dense, plot-thick shit ever, so, like, we're really gonna try to introduce some discussion in here, but it's it's thick. Yeah, it it's is. Thick it's thick with very... three Cs. Oh, it's absolutely. Yeah, so this Elven King dude, his name's Zayas, he's looking over a battlefield. There's a shadow monster that attacks him, and he defeats it quickly using a blade of light, so clearly we're seeing this mechanism of, like, light and darkness already. Zayas will turn to his second-in-command, who is a battle mage named Elara. So the two begin talking, you know, hopefully about the war that they're in. And they're saying like, oh, it looks like we're going to win. All of a sudden, this monster appears in the background called the Dreadlord, which honestly, can I just say, it looks like a giant Groot. It does. Yeah, it looks like a giant dark Groot. It's dark Groot. 
Mm-hmm. It's literally dark it's green. And it's so funny because the moment that bitch popped up, she was like, what do we do? And he said, uh, fight, die. I said, well, damn. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, he I pretty much like, just wow. said die and hope that hope that someone comes back to avenge us. I said, yeah. this is the most heavy-handed introduction I have seen in a while. <laughs> now, you, now, that death was so quick to the point, like, they already knew. Why was it not the same for that old man that we're going to talk about in a little bit? Like, what the fuck? Well, because the dread lord like the narration that we've gotten from the first two chapters make it seem like the dread lord is like super 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 powerful like i wouldn't be surprised if like the dread lord was like super dread lord probably pisses darkness and shadow you know what i mean <laughs> that's probably how powerful the dread the dread lord's body odor comes off as black smoke he's so like, powerful you don't like. even have time to fight for your life like no. the automatic you make eye contact with him is basically medusa <laughs> if you really think about it is how i'm imagining this man oh my god oh my god i love it <laughs> but yeah like lucas said the dreadlord is uh very tough very very hard to defeat and Zayas is pretty much like we gonna die and then the scene ends <laughs> It comes to present day, which is apparently 2,000 years in the future after, you know, the previous scene. The setting is a quiet town called Riverbend, and inside a place called the Dancing Pig Tavern, a group of people are talking. So we're introduced to Rain and Cade, who are retelling the story of how the Dreadlord defeated the Elven Kingdom. So the narration will tell us that Cain, the MC, and Cade survived a massacre and were rescued and raised by a farmer as siblings. So, I mean... It's always interesting to see the direction that choices goes with these type of narration because sometimes they be like really just telling you directly in the narration like who these characters are and how they relate to each other and other times you really gotta piece that shit out just through the dialogue and this game said we don't have time. There's too much world building we have to do. You need to know that these two are siblings but they're not related and that's why you, that's why you're an orc and he's a human. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm telling you it was so cut and dry uh-huh it said we were rescued from a massacre and i said okay bro i accepted kate automatically i said okay mm-hmm. bro bro i said all right you brother. have no time like, to question it no at all at all you're not given the opportunity both will leave the tavern and they'll bump into a character whose name is mal Valori, who is a world famous adventurer and he is followed by the town constable angus i will say right now i do not know what a constable is uh, I did not bother to look it up. I don't know who this man is, but this man's name is Angus, like Angus Beef. <laughs> and he has an apprentice whose name is Gren. So Gren will very excitingly reveal that Mal is looking for an ancient artifact that isn't worth a lot of money. Rain will offer to come because Rain kind of had dialogue a little bit in the scene earlier with Kay talking about how how they were aboard a riverbend and they wanted to go on an adventure. So Rain's like, guess vicious is my chance. But Mal's like, no, rejects the offer and tells them to go learn some skills before adventuring. So the fact that skills is capitalized, I mean, from the get-go, you know that's going to be a mechanic in the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So we're then prompted to choose our first skill. So the in-game description says that these skills will help us overcome challenges, gain allies, and get new scenes. Let me just explain how the skill mechanic is, like, organized. So the skill mechanic is, like, three categories of skills, Mm -hmm. three main categories, and each category has three skills. And then there's some, like, elite skills that I don't know how we're going to get those. I don't know if you have to reach a certain level of XP or whatever, but there's some elite skills that as up to chapter two we don't know how to get them we seem to just be you know being offered the basic introductory skills so the three themes for skills are combat diplomacy and survival and we're we're able to pick for combat and diplomacy first so the three skills for combat are blades brawling and bows and diplomacy is seduction charisma and deception and you only get to pick one from each category so which ones did you pick i picked archery and deception Okay, what bitch? Huh? Cause same. Uh, bitch, why are we the same person? I hate you. Why did we literally pick the same thing? Guys, there's not gonna be much variation in me. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really thought we would come with two different points of views, but I think apparently not. So let me just say also, because I was playing the walkthrough and I picked I, I got up to this point, I picked my two skills, went to the walkthrough. And bitch, they told us that for maximum xp you need bows and seduction i said well it's too late now i said i guess i'll just be a weak bitch (laughs) (laughs) 
because I thought about seduction, but like y'all ever play Fallout? And if you play as a female character, they're talking about like there's always a, whichever gender you pick in Fallout, there's always like a perk where you can seduce the other opposite sex. Well, they had opposite sex through Fallout three and then fall at new vegas they finally opened that shit up because they were like yeah people can be queer so they finally opened it up to where no matter what gender you picked you could choose to romance the same gender but i've always picked something like that in games because i'm a whore but i was like maybe i should just keep a pg-13 for the sake of this book so that's why i went with deception and i went with bows because obviously i'm a hunger games fan and I have just always wanted to be Candace Everdeen. So in every game I've ever played, I've always picked a boat. Me, me. I said offensively, it would be a, it'd be good, you know? Yeah. And then, like, I, just, I understand, you know, seduction is in its own category, but how is deception not, you know, like, if it's a Venn diagram, seduction is definitely in deception. Well, it also makes me, like, very upset because why have y'all built this game where, like, certain choices will get you? Like, why can't we all just get the equal opportunity to getting experience and just get different scenes? Right. Like, I'm like, I'm mad that you have to make bows and seduction in order to get the most XP. It's supposed to be fighting for my life, not opening my legs for my life. You know, like. And what if I'm a person who's, like, asexual and I don't want to pick that? Right. Because I don't want to read scenes about fucking other people. Do better choices. Mm. Mm. I was a little bit disappointed in that. I understand that, like, writing multiple scenes and all these scenarios are difficult, but, like, your app name's choices. I feel like I'm being very mean because I'm drunk. <laughs> no, that's very much, like, you know, it's right. choices. If you went to a chicken place and they were out of chicken, then, like, you know, you would not let them live it down. Right. When I walk into the Choices Library, I want it to be like a Walmart shelf. Like, I want there to be so many options that it's almost, like, impossible to pick because they're all good. And, like, you need to be able to – I want all the options to be the same quality. I don't want to feel like I'm picking Charisma and Brawling and then I'm like, well, I only got to use it twice. Right, right. Like, y'all just out here put – you know what? They pick a Seduction because Seduction will get people to buy Diamond Scenes. That's why. Yep, yep. I don't know why they pick bows. The bow thing, I'm very... You would think it'd be blades because it's blaze of light and shadow. So you would think the one that would get you the most XP would be blades. I There's... Okay. There's no rhyme or reason. I'm not about <laughs> to figure it out on this podcast. So that's my complaint. Hello. Um, so the game will then say that more skills can be unlocked by earning XP, which we get by making the right choices, defeating enemies, and passing skill checks. So afterwards, Rain will confide in Kay that she's bored and she wants to go on more adventures, like Mal does, when suddenly a young woman in priestess robes runs into the town square before crashing into Rain. So she introduces herself as, oh boy, oh boy, did I try to practice pronouncing this? No. Mia Alarius? I think. And she describes herself as a light priestess. Her and her mentor were attacked by an owl bear, which I love when fantasy tropes just take two totally normal creatures and make them one. I love it. It's it's literally I my love favorite it. thing. I love it's it. It's a complete lack of creativity for me. But and I this is not a drag against choices because literally every everyone does ever it. Has yeah. done this. Absolutely. This is it's just what you do when you need a monster that's kind of intimidating, but you don't want to break out the big boys yet yes you yes. know because you're like i have scary shit but it's the first chapter of the book and i can't bring that bitch out yet <laughs> and also like because you're combining two animals there's just certain like there's just you already know like what you're getting into because like when i heard owlbear i said okay so they big as fuck they smart and they nocturnal like that's automatically what right. i thought like i'm like oh god and i, I don't know what go. it was and i saw it and i like sighed but then i was like what were you expecting <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's an owlbear <laughs> Yes, yes. I was like, yes. what was I really expecting there? <laughs> right. So Nia basically comes, you know, bumps into Rain and says, like, hey, I need some help defeating this monster. So on the way to defeating the monster, which of course, like, Rain accepts because Rain wants to go on an adventure Cade will give advice that owl bears fear fire and are very easily startled so rain will attack the beast and if your character is an elf you are also able to dodge um their attack using your heightened elven senses so i guess high five for us for picking elf rain will scare the beast off and nia will thank them so during the scene it is 
relatively easy to gain enough XP to get a survival skill, so you can pick either Medicine, Beastmaster, or Woodslore. Which one did you pick? I was in the moment, so I chose Beast Tamer. Mm, I regret it. Okay. I feel like I should have went with Medicine, honestly. I picked Medicine because the walkthrough mm-hmm. told me you get more XP. Ugh, I should have picked Medicine. <laughs> Is that- <laughs> This is just medicine. like 60 minutes of us regretting all of our choices. Absolutely. <laughs> this fucking XP mechanic. I tamed an owl beast for fucking two seconds and then never saw that skill again. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I will say, if it makes you feel better, at the end of chapter two, the walkthrough does encourage you to pick a beast master. Oh, okay. Okay. So good, it, good. You did a little foreshadowing. I think you just picked it you just picked it a little early, baby, but it's okay. We all get a little too excited. You know, right, right, right. It. It's fine. Before we continue with the rest of the episode, I do want to remind everyone that if you have any questions, theories, or comments that you would like to be included in a future episode, please email us at playchoicespodcast.gmail.com. Make sure to specify whether you want to be shouted out or not, otherwise all emails will be anonymous. Questions can be related to books we've recorded episodes on, books that we haven't discussed yet, or even questions that you'd like to ask us. Alternatively, you can go to our Ask Box on playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com and submit a question. Just specify that it's for the podcast and we'll be sure to include it. And back to our episode. So after we get to meet Nia's mentor, whose name is Bashful Laren, and he's a actual high priestess of the light, we learn that Nia is a novice and has actually never used her powers in battle, which is like, why should it run to us? Why you do that Bash- to her? Yeah, right. He really just outed her. He said, it's okay, baby. I know you don't know shit. So it's f- I knew you could not possibly save my life. So thank you for finding two strangers to do it for me. <laughs> how are you a high priest of the light and you don't know Say how to again. fight an owl bear? Say it Listen, the amount of dialogue that is written in the plot where it says, like, she has been doing this all her life, where? Uh Uh-huh. How old are you? Eight? Uh Because what? (laughs) (laughs) Where? It's in every preschool. (laughs) Every other scene, she's like, yeah, I've lived there all my life. This is what I've been training for all my life. I've been doing this all my life. And I'm like, girl, what? Say it again. Say it again. (laughs) Say it again. Because the way that this bitch was like, I was adopted by Temple of Light or whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it's called. And this is all I've ever known. And then she was like, I know my mentor better than I know like my own parents. And it's like, well, I I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome for her getting kidnapped by that damn temple. (laughs) But like, I don't think they helped you as much as you claim that they did. Because the way that she literally can't do anything. Anything. Like, baby girl, you're still using training wheels to Absolutely. cast magic. So I I don't know if she's 15 or 14, and, like, she only just got her permit last year to do this. Right, right. But <laughs> it's right. not good. It's really not good. I mean, I'm over here learning four skills in two chapters, and she can't save the person who she loves the most. Like, I just can't. Right, and you couldn't even save your daddy. Mm, oh, no, Tragic. Yeah. That's the roast of the fucking. That's the roast of the fucking episode. You couldn't even save your daddy. I'm sorry to say it. So, <laughs> Bash will reveal that they're on a pilgrimage to visit all the light temples in the kingdom, and they're looking for a nearby temple of Alara. Bash will offer Rain and Kate thirty gold for their protection, and of course they accept. So after setting up camp for the night, Nia reveals that she lost her bracelet of light crystals, and without it, she's weaker. The game will introduce a new mechanic. I don't know if it's really a new mechanic. They kind of just rebranded like diamond scenes as side quests, pretty much. But now, now we're calling them side quests. And the side quest is basically a diamond scene where you can strengthen relationships with characters and find treasure or gear. Um, I will say most of the side quests, you don't actually gain XP. It's just kind of like to the benefit of the character to like get an item. So I don't know if you like, I haven't seen a scene yet where you directly gain XP as a result of the scene. It's usually a relic or something that helps you out like later in the book. But honestly, like, side quests is a little bit more appealing than diamond scenes, because just, like... Yeah. You know... <sighs> it does give you the impression that there's actually something to be gained Exactly, by exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I, I fully understand your point. So did you take this? Yeah, girl, I said, we gotta get you more powerful, because, child, you can't do nothing. <laughs> I will 100% say I did not take the scene. I think I took every other side quest scene... In the book, I think 
I was trying to be cheap and not mm-hmm. spend diamonds. But then it got to a certain point where I was just like, clearly y'all need me to spend diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> you really can't do shit if you don't spend diamonds in this book. No, you can't. Like that's the one thing I'll say about books that are kind of more like adventure or plot driven is that like I feel like the romance books you can kind of enjoy them for what they are without mm-hmm. needing to spend diamonds. Mm-hmm. But with the adventure and like non-romance plot driven books it's really essential that you spend <laughs> yeah you 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 gotta pay that coin a little bit yeah you absolutely have to be willing to like take some of your rent money and put it towards the game because otherwise it's really difficult <laughs> so if you take the scene we learn that nia grew up in the capital the name of the capital is white tower but she didn't get to see much of it due to being adopted by the light temple as a baby and she was like just apparently so busy with fucking training that she never saw the city which was a complete waste of time to be honest with you she doesn't know how to do anything (laughs) i'm like baby you might as well have taken vacation you could have did some sightseeing right yeah so she was like i was so hard working how are you almost a priestess but you still don't know how to fight what are they teaching you over there are y'all literally just learning how to heal when her mentor was about to die and he said no save your strength i said she can't do both i said she can't heal you and then just kind of like not do anything for her next chapter or so (laughs) like it's not like she was doing much anyways right he made it seem like if you try to heal me you'll get hurt like i'm like oh okay yeah yeah Oh, so Nia will say she's decided to be a priestess, but acknowledges that she kind of like lacks experience. And then you will retrieve her bracelet and also get a chance to flirt with her. And the next morning, the group will approach the light temple and discover that there are many dead bodies on the steps of the temple. And among the bodies is Constable Angus, Constable Beef, Constable Cattle, and Grun. So that's where it ends for chapter one. So let's move on to chapter two, which is titled Of Loss and Legends. The summary says you reach the temple of Alora to find someone already there and they're out for blood. What ancient secrets lurk within its walls? So this chapter picks up from where chapter one left off. Cable recall that Gren and Angus were with Mal and Rain can either say that they think Mal killed them or decide that Mal didn't. So at this moment, at this very moment, before you learn anything else about Mal, what did you pick? I said that he didn't do it. Just because it did, and it's funny because like I said he didn't do it, and like the Reigns um train of thought was exactly what I was thinking, because like mm-hmm. he didn't even know the area well enough to like find it by himself. It seemed like I could see him. I not I'm not putting it past Mal because like I don't really right. know enough about his character at this point to like say he would or wouldn't, but it literally wouldn't even make logical sense to enlist the help of two people and then slaughter them before you even hit the steps of the temple absolutely because you don't know what's inside and secondly right. can we talk about how when i chose that decision i got experience but i don't get experience for getting this bitch her bracelet like i was just so confused Ooh. like i was like how the hell do we gain experience in this fucking chapter they try to pay it off by being like oh she saves you from the shadow hound but at the same time it's like mal does that anyways even if she can't so like i don't really uh, did i just spend diamonds to see magic pretty much i think <laughs> I think I just spent diamonds to see her do oh a little bit of magic. L- a little bit, minute amount. Yeah, a very tiny, insignificant amount of magic was done in exchange for diamonds. <laughs> okay, I also said that Mal didn't do it because I was just like, this just seems kind of silly. And if you pick that he didn't do it, you will get extra XP. Cade will mention that the artifact that Mal was looking for and Bash acknowledges that the rumors of an onyx shard existing in the temple are actually probably true. Onyx shards are relics from the shadow court left behind after the great war. Um, They are cursed and apparently very powerful and Vash will become very desperate upon hearing this and tells the group that they need to protect the shard at all costs. So the group will venture into the temple and find a green crystal. Vash will pocket this for later to study whenever they return to White Tower. They made a really big deal about it and like never mentioned it. So I don't know if that's going to come up in future chapters. Exactly because when he died it's not like someone took it off his body. Yeah they like made a whole fucking like art thing for it and everything but then mm-hmm. like it never got brought up so i don't know if we're just assuming that nia like pickpocketed that shit and is gonna right. like bring it back up <laughs> i don't know and it's not like we know what it's good for because he was like i don't even know what this shit does we'll figure it out <laughs> 
maybe. I don't, I don't actually, don't, I don't know. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. Okay, so during the exploration, Cade will suggest a side quest where him, Nia, and Rain will explore the ruins more and find a relic. Did you take the scene? Yeah, hell yeah, because... Yeah. This just gave me, like, this setup was even more... Because, like, the first one, I was just like, girl, let's, let's get you a little bit more power. This one, I was like, oh, this seems, like, fun and mischievous. Like, I'm so down for this. Right. Like, honestly, because we obviously know that at this point, like, Cade and Rain are they're in it for the money so i was like if y'all can rob the temple just do it i mean nia and bash can't stop your ass oh absolutely not an owl there (laughs) yeah right so like these are officially and they had to ask us for help how you a high Mm -hmm. how how and this is information that we learn like later on in the chapter but how was this religion developed to like literally protect the world from the shadow court and like apparently be the first defense, the first line of defense against the shadow court. But like y'all can't take down an owl bear at all whatsoever. Like the religion must really be declining. Like, and math seriously. is math. Like, because like we could get 30 coin or we can get your 30 and get more, you know, like right. uh, it's just basic math. So like y'all two are probably the least intimidating group of people I've ever seen. So like I absolutely will take the gold right in front of your face <laughs> because uh, thirty gold. I mean, it's money, but like, is that do we know if it's a lot? It doesn't seem like it. Mm, no, it does. It do, I mean, uh, I don't know. I guess we we don't know what the unit of measurement for money is here. I'll be honest, though, Rain and Cade seem kind of poor. Oh, no, they are. I'm First sorry, all, broke. That was rude. I meant broke. <laughs> um, 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 do not have the same advantages as other people. <laughs> Correct. We're born in a different social class than yeah. other people. <laughs> you know, because, like, chapter one, as the story's getting, like, set up and stuff, they're, like, begging for drinks. And I'm like, oh, this is sad. Yeah, they can't <laughs> even afford ale. First of all, and Mal made the same comment where he was like, I'm only adventuring to afford a tavern tab. And I'm like, how much are, how, what is, what are the prices? What's the economy looking like? Because like a beer at a regular bar at, at like realistically anywhere from three to five bucks for a bottle. Absolutely. Like realistically. Absolutely. So what is this, what are they serving? <laughs> and what are y'all buying? Yes. Where it's like. They're like, oh, can you come to a temple with us? A temple that's been, like, abandoned. We don't know what's in it for years. And they're like, yeah, 30 coin is all I need. Right. I will do it for 30 coin. Not an issue. On the way. Right. Rain said, put the coordinates in my GPS. We're going. <laughs> yeah. I d- it, to me, it's not enough. To me, the price they paid was not enough. Um, I also took it just because I wanted XP and uh, didn't get it. Got a gold orb. <laughs> so, um, if you did take the diamond scene, you will walk towards the Hall of Gods. And during the walk, Cade will open up and reveal that he is usually the type to read about adventures instead of actually doing them. But he is excited to actually be adventuring. So we gain, like, a little bit of, like, kind of insecurity, I think, from Cade's side where, you know, he opens up about the fact that, like, he's usually a writer. He likes to read about stories. He likes to write them, but he doesn't like to be involved with them. And that this adventure is kind of giving him, like, hope that he can actually be an adventurer like rain which is kind of endearing but also you kind of know that the moment that a character starts talking about the future it's kind of over absolutely absolutely yeah the moment a character starts to get hopeful it's too late (laughs) the moment he the moment he said that i said damn i said you next i said yeah i said you're next especially the fact that he's never been adventuring and like he just likes telling stories like this man has no survival skills oh uh, absolutely Uh, literally the moment he said that i said oh so this is the push i need to finish this book got it right because you're trying to also find the mc's like main inspiration to like their quest you gotta figure out absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely i said oh this is it got it yep absolutely so when they get to the hollow gods, the group will come across a creature that they are able to quickly dispel, and the creature drops a gold orb. What a solid gold orb is supposed to do other than maybe, I don't know, are we going to go to a tavern and, like, blow it out on a party scene? I don't really know what this is supposed to do. It's just literally just gold. How heavy is this? Rain can carry this? Yeah. <laughs> 
really d- need to not drink during these podcasts because I feel like I'm hyper focusing on the details. <laughs> what I love is like we went from like having no gold to the option of thirty gold to now gold is literally surrounding us and like no yeah, one's we're talking about it. Bathing like... in it. We're bathing in it, and just because Nia gave us a disapproving look, we're like, we can't grab it. Fuck that shit. I'm taking that shit. Let's move on. <laughs> so, um, when the group returns, Vash has opened the door, and in the next chamber, there are a group of thugs that enter with Mal. The thugs are threatening to kill Mal if he doesn't open a box in the middle of the chamber. Mal will try to procrastinate opening the box when a tall, dark figure appears in the room. The figure clearly has an aura of dark energy around them, and Cade recognizes the figure as Duke Earthfax, I think is how you pronounce it. This person is the Duke of the Shadow Court who followed the Dreadlord from the Great War, like 2,000 years ago. So this confuses Rain since he was rumored to die in the Great War. Like, apparently he was murdered and, like, did not survive with the rest of the rogue elves. Let me just, there's a lot of background. I really don't want to get into it. We'll get into it at the end. I There's there's a lot of shit that I was like. Huh? Yeah, it's so much. It, and they, they drop it at the most yeah. random time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get a little hint of what's going on. And then they're like, bam, he's a dread, or he worked for the Dreadlord. Bam, he was supposed to die. Bam, the Shadow Court. And I'm like, yeah. I have no idea what any what, of these components yes. are. Like, <laughs> yes. I'm just kind of like, okay, Duke Earthax, Duke Earwax, uh, right, in the right. Shadow Court, Dreadlord, and I'm putting it in my little pocketbook for later because Absolutely. otherwise I have no fucking idea what's going on. And they wait until the end of chapter two to give you any semblance of like a complete background story. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, which I also feel like, again, is a very common thing to do in fantasy. This is not us, like, poking fun at Pixelberry specifically. This is just what they do. Like, I think even Shadow of Bone was the same way, where they were, oh, like, yeah. Grisha, and it wasn't until, like, episode three where they are like, yeah, Grisha are magic people. Yes! And I was like, oh, okay, yes. finally someone explained it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Alright, before we move on to the rest of the chapter, let me interrupt to plug our socials. We are at Play Choices Podcast on Instagram and at Play Choices Pod on Twitter. You can also go to playchoicespodcast.tumblr.com for our Tumblr page, which is where I post any episode notes that I have, like links to posts that I've mentioned, photos I've mentioned, or more. We're also available for listening on all major platforms, so if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's a funky thing with the algorithm that helps us a lot. I wish I could explain it more in depth, but I just know that it helps us. So we do appreciate any reviews that you leave us. And as always, we are a growing podcast. So if you see us pop up on your socials, we do appreciate a share, a retweet, or a reblog, depending on the platform you see us on. We also appreciate it when you share our podcast with your fellow Choices-loving friends. And now back to the episode. So Mal is actually able to unlock the box when Earwax insists that he does, and he gets the Onyx Shard. So the Duke will reach for the Shard, but Mal will activate a trap and will start to run with the Shard. So Earthax will attack, making Mal drop the Shard, and it slides in front of Cade. So Cade's like, I'm going to be the hero! Which he made a wrong decision because Cade picks it up and the shard crackles with a lot of energy and ends up trapping Cade inside the shard, which transports Cade into the shadow realm, our realm of shadow. Right. That's another thing about fancy books. They loved, instead of just saying shadow realm, they're like the realm of realm shadow. Realm of shadows. Yeah. My throat's going to be so dry by the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they just elongate shit it's like yoda like oh my god yes yes just used to synced like english why are we talking like this and rain who is very determined to not leave Cade behind will grab the shard with um some protected hands and runs so earthax summons these i don't know if they're called shadow hounds or dark hounds i think i'm gonna go back and forth between those two because i can't remember mm-hmm. but Earthax will summon dark hounds which will chase the group out of the temple neo will save them if you did get her bracelet from earlier and if you don't mal will so either way very pointless scene <laughs> <laughs> kind of glad i didn't <laughs> on it because basically we were just paying diamonds to watch her like do be useful for one second right right exactly so vash is attacked by a shadow hound and rain will save him but it's not before vash is very badly injured mal and rain will attempt to you know pick up vash and carry him out of the temple but he is pierced by darkness from Earthax. even though the group escapes vash does state that the darkness has already poisoned him and that he likely cannot be saved 
So once the group is out of danger, Rain and Mal will argue, with Rain insisting that Mal stick around until they can release Cade from the shard. There is a side quest to spend more time with Mal as he gathers food for 20 diamonds. Did you take this? I did, because I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, why is he so arrogant? Here's my opinion that's going to get me canceled. I really don't give a shit about Mal. I just wanted the relic. Like, that's all that I want. (laughs) (laughs) After the scene, I said, oh, okay, cool. You're like literally. A walking stereotype. uh, Can we talk about it, V? Can we talk about it? I was like, God, Jesus. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, I'm callous and sarcastic because no one's ever loved me. And I'm like, welcome to the origin story of every male character ever. Right, right. Literally. You're so edgy, Mal. And then, of Love course, you. our MC has to be an orphan that just lost his adopted brother. Like... Yeah. So Rain's like, I can totally relate. Oh, my God. You're so deep. <laughs> it was I'm cringy. A... I'm being such an ass right now. But, like, it, was it really. The scene People... was cute. Yeah. You don't, need, you don't need the backstory to make the scene cute. Like, if right. they were just, like, play fight and trying to get that fruit that's fine but like right. the dialogue with it i was like oh my god i said we is in cliche land right now yes absolutely and mal and like i'm not if you romance mal and you like him i promise you this is not you enjoy whatever the fuck you want in these interactive fiction books because it's really not that serious and like i'm not trying to put anyone down but for me like mal is just one of those really really popular fandom characters i just personally can't see the appeal of Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's just, like, it's not that he's ugly, but, like, I also don't particularly find him, like, super attractive. But also, it's just, like, his, like you said, his origin story is just full of cliche, cliche, cliche. Yes. Oh, no yes. one ever loved me. I never had a sound home. So now I only prioritize material things because I can't depend on people. And again, Bam. like, you need the storyline. You need the artwork. You need the ability to, like, the enticement of, like, trying to grow stronger to mm-hmm. push this book forward because the allies mm-hmm. they are not it you hear me they are not it and let me tell you that's going to be the most unpopular opinion that we have ever had probably next to ethan ramsey sucks because people in blades go crazy for the allies maybe there's something that in the future that's going to change our minds but for right now to me nia and mal are walking cliches which is fine it's, yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. fantasy. Literally every writer of every fantasy novel ever has done these cliches. I'm not yeah. judging Pixelberry for using them. Lean on what you can, boo, to get a good story. But like, I'm just saying personally, there's really nothing about the allies as of yet that I'm like goo goo gaga for. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Glad yeah, I can like, hold hands on yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a hill that we will die on. And yeah. listen maybe i might change my mind come chapter right six. i was it about just to say yes because i literally was about to say our, you know our bodyguards our our choosers they know like we you can know, admit y'all when we're know wrong. that we're messy and you know that yes. we have bad takes this is yes. not a surprise like <laughs> if you heard the beginning of any affair to the end like we changed our mind about that book so many fucking times like first of all yeah and also if you actually listen to all of our episodes about the nanny affair i don't do not judge me i will come for you i know who you are I know who listens to our Nanny Affairs episode with guilty pleasure, so you cannot come to me and say that this is a bad take. Because all of the Nanny Affair is a bad take. And not only did you play it, but you listened to us. We're we're like one step worse than them because we actually took the time to take notes and record. But they're just as bad at us because they played the book and they listened to all the podcast episodes. So I don't want to hear anyone come for me about this. Right, right. You know, I want to fuck Robin. Yes. You know I'm full of bad takes. Yes. That's all I'm full of. Every opinion I've ever had about choices is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't want to hear shit. <laughs> um, I also took the side quest. Like I said, Mal is not interesting to me. I just wanted that relic. So I will say it's more of kind of a character building scene than anything else. Mal opens up Bass Pass as he got into adventuring to make money. And the adventuring is more comfortable to him because it allows him to travel as he is uncomfortable with the idea of having a set home. During the scene, Mal shows Rain how to cook the fruit that they gather to make into a salve. And Rain acquires a healing salve, which, you know, if you got injured in the previous scene, you just kind of use immediately. But if you didn't and you picked the right choice, then you will just save it for later. 
So the next morning, Rain will stumble across a lore tablet, which contains information on the world and blades. It's 15 diamonds to get, and it gives you XP. Did you get it? It said it gives you XP. I said, yeah, I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, I clicked yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I said, I'm going to go ahead and head out with this. I refuse to be a level one computing in a level 50 world. Yeah. Like, I will yeah. not Mm-mm. do it. Mm-mm. I will not do it. So Vash will wake up and confirm that he is dying, which we kind of already knew, but, you know, he's dying. So Vash retells the story of the Great War, saying that a group of rogue elves wanted to live forever, and they discovered a new dimension of shadow. The king at the time discovered this group and started a civil war to try to defeat them. The rogue elves were banished and sent to the realm of shadow, and there assembled into a shadow court. The Church of Light was founded to keep them there and to protect the dark artifacts so they didn't fall into the wrong hands. The next part is like an AMA for Vash right before he dies. So there's a lot of info here, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say all of it, and uh, just bear with me. So Vash confirms that if we get an Onyx Shard, it can be purified at a Temple of Light, which would render them useless for the Shadow Court. And we also learn that there are four shards in total. Vash also says that there were 25 rogue elves in total, so now we gotta worry about 24 other elves. And I don't know if they're all 25 are going to pop up. I'm kind of stressed out about it, to be honest. And also, I think in the dialogue, they said that that's only going to stop him from now. So, like, the guy that we just battled, he's not even dead. We just threw some rocks on him. No, no, he definitely did not die. <laughs> he's definitely going to pop up with 25 of his friends. And we only have, like, yeah, <laughs> people. We have, oh. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We also learned that there is some hope to free Cade from the Shadow Realm, but only if he resists the darkness. There's a moment where Vash starts to reveal to us like how Cade could survive the Shadow Realm, but then he dies. So he dies when we need him the most, and you know Nia loses her mentor. Um, Nia's pretty devastated. MC can, I mean, can give her some words of encouragement. There's also an option where you can just leave her alone, which is kind of savage. I said, oh, because that's exactly what I chose. I said, I'm going to have you. Uh-huh. Oh. And at the end of the scene, Nia will enlist Mal and MC to defeat the Shadow Court. So at some point in this chapter, you may also get to level up and pick a new skill. Did you get to this? And if so, which one did you pick? No, I couldn't. I was five uh, away. Uh, I was oh, five because, yeah. points away. Because you medicine so i did get the option to get a new skill and i picked a beastmaster again because of the walkthrough well that just means when i do level up i gotta get medicine honestly a part of me was like maybe i should just pick seduction because like i didn't pick it the first time around but i don't know i just i i was very easily influenced (laughs) by the walkthrough and with that that's you know the end of chapter two of blaze and light and shadow so i think we're pretty much at the discussion portion of the podcast um which i guess all of it's a discussion portion so we're at the final 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 discussion portion of the podcast so i guess we can do rapid fire um how are you feeling about mc oh love him dedicated i'm gonna say dedicated like that Mm -hmm. oh really yeah rain uh, they're cool people so far i really don't have anything bad to say about them okay nia useless yeah same uh Mm -hmm. mal a baby giving me very pick me oh oh wow (laughs) yeah i will say does does give off very high pick me energy because like let's be honest the only reason why he wants to make a name for himself is because no one fucks with him he's needy and lonely Mm -hmm. desperate yeah same energy as Mona from Ride or Die does, which is like, I will push you away before you even have the chance to embrace me. Absolutely. But it's secretly a cry for help. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Got her on the same page. Kate. Uh, th- uh, uh, that's it. Just the noise. Like, yeah, I just feel bad. Like, how Kate is it better. that the only one that I was like, well, other than obviously the MC. But I like Mm -hmm. Kate's character because I feel like people really underestimate the information that someone can give in the group. Yeah. Well, I mean, truly, like, Cade, like, read every fucking book ever, which is why every single time we went up against an enemy, Cade was, like, there to tell us how to defeat it. And truly, no one else seemed to have that skill other than, like, maybe Mal, because he's been in a lot of adventures. So I'm kind of worried about the future of our group, to be honest. Right. We're not even going to know who we fighting. Like, Cade going to be in the damn Realm of Shadows. Like, oh, my God. Why can't... Why why are they trying to fight him like this? (laughs) Like, why... 
is that pretty much everyone important who we met right like yeah well, that's it everybody uh, else is dead <laughs> yeah everyone else died so obviously rest in peace and love you miss you uh thanks for being a part of the journey and then pretty much like all we have left is bingo so i did make a bingo for this again based off of a lot of common fantasy tropes and let's just start with the very first one which is that the fate of the world lays with the chosen one mm. no i'm not mm. i will say we don't have enough we don't have enough exactly. evidence or information to say that like someone is the chosen one right just because we know that like there is soon to be a impending doom that's about to rise doesn't necessarily mean that like we are the ones that like have to stop it correct i think it and you know it could just be random it could be fate we don't know yet but at the moment i would say no the antagonist is a dark lord (laughs) I feel like kind of, right? Because he's a dude. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so we're absolutely marking that. The story rests heavily on the good versus evil trope. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As with every fantasy story yeah. ever. Magic exists, so yeah. yeah. There are different races with different powers or abilities. Mm. Yes, because yes, they were like, there's... oh, you're Elvin, your yes. your spidey senses are tingling, yes. and you were able to dodge an attack. So yes, I just feel like I was really unnecessarily sassy during this episode. I, really <laughs> I love it. There is a key damsel in distress. I feel like that's Nia. Absolutely. Yeah. How many times we had to help her? Yeah, no, she literally ran into our arms and screamed help. And not to mention, we had to help her so she could help us. And that's not... No. (laughs) Yeah. The protagonist has a mentor. We don't really have one at the moment. No, we don't. Nope. Okay. The setting is either ancient or medieval-based. It's kind of like when every single fantasy setting looks like Europe. Yes. Like medieval Europe, which I think that's true. It is. Um, There are powerful artifacts. Yes. Mm -hmm. I just took a sneak peek at the next prompt. I already know it's correct <laughs> because taverns it just says taverns yes yeah. ale yeah ale give us 30 gold so we can pay our bar tab pretty much the antagonist has powerful allies often with their own powers i will say yes i mean obviously like nia isn't powerful now but obviously she's a priestess of light so she's going to come in handy when it comes yep. to defeating the dark lord the protagonist learns new skills during their journey. Yes. God, can I breathe? For less <laughs> like, this is even worse than Bloodbound. Um, the next one just says dragons, which, no, we haven't come across yeah, any, like, no. actual dragons. The next one says quest. Yes. I would say the plot within itself is kind of a quest, even outside of the whole side quest thing. Right, right. I agree with you. It says a key character has a hidden ancestry art origin story, which is like when a character is like related to like the great high priestess from 200 years ago. We don't really have that that background yet. No, not yet. So I'm going to say no, not quite. Um, The next prompt says there are training schools for magic, which I would say yes. Yes. Yeah. The temple to me is a training school. Yeah, they took her in. They're they're not doing a good job, but it still counts. (laughs) The next prompt says the protagonist is an orphan. Yes. Yes. Oh boy, this is this Ooh. is good. real predictable here. Then the next one says it's a band of adventurers who don't get along, but they team up and they discover that they like each other. I don't know if we want to they like each other. Point. I know it's going to happen, but I'm going to leave it unmarked for now. Right. Um, the next one says the MC is the one true heir, identified by a mark or artifact, which again. We don't really know yet, so TBD. The next one is that there are priests who go adventuring. <laughs> so they shouldn't have. No, no, no. They should stay home. Doing. <laughs> they should stay home and like practice some more healing magic. So that's the only thing they had to do. Remarking that. Another one, and this one we definitely don't have yet. It says that someone sacrifices their life to save another, but ends up being resurrected. We don't know. No, yeah, no. 
The next prompt is the villain's lair is big and dark and is only enterable by a secret passage, which way too early in the thing to know Mm -hmm, that. mm -hmm. The next one is that there is a physically large female warrior. Again, haven't necessarily seen that yet. And then the last one, there is dark magic and light magic. I think it's pretty clear to say that. (laughs) Surprisingly, we don't have bingo, but I will say it's truly only a matter of time. Because we marked um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15 boxes. Oh my god, that's more than half. 16 with the free space. So as a reminder, the bingo has 25 boxes. We've marked 16 of them. So it's kind of only a matter of time. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, I will say, what ending thoughts, I so far I'm really enjoying Blades. Same. Um, thank you for the peer pressure to get back into it. I will make fun of the characters mercilessly because they're such a stereotype. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying it. I really Same. am. I'm enjoying the premise of the plot. I really am. And I think it's good that they kind of like put it really high stakes with Kate being kind of kidnapped by the shard. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think this is going to be good. Yeah, it drives it. Fantasy, it, it drives the plot. And I think what fantasy does is fantasy, it's very believable to put us in very dramatic situations because everything is so high stakes in fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to believe that, like, someone's literally, like, could die in any second now. Yeah, it's truly life or death. And, like, uh, we saw that in the first two chapters. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll say that's the end of our episode. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. We publish new episodes anywhere that you can literally find a fucking podcast every Saturday. So, yeah, I think we're we're done. And, yay, we finally got to Blades. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye.